Previously on Quest Friends. Uh, go to the Queen's Manors and request to see a Mr. Mako. Why are there such stringent order security checks for Chardonnay? We're not a wine, sir. We're a city. We do because right. stupid-ass tourists like you and your good friend Dr. Mako always seem to be causing the trouble of things. I am, as I, as I mentioned, from foreign lands. Therefore, I have not really heard about this Mako incident. Could you illustrate me on, the, on such matters? He is a traitor and a thief and a murderer and i and she looks at shock and i see so much of him in you now oh uh... shock bow even lower <laughs> So after Vera lets you know that she has something to show you, she unlocks the door and she walks inside. As she walks inside, the light from the hallway cuts a beam into this darkened room, and in it you can see particles of soot and ash rising and falling together in an elegant dance. Vera reaches down and pulls out a small key-like shape with a glowing orb of light at its handle. And she places this key into a hole in the wall. And the light leaves the key and enters the wall. And it starts coursing through the halls and filling the room with this yellow crisscrossing light like you saw in the hallway. Uh, it's a nice room. There's a painting of the queen, of course, overhanging a fireplace with multiple dressers and a canopied bed as well. In the center is a movable chalkboard, but instead of having like a chalkboard surface, there are just slats of wood covering where the surface presumably is. The room is a mess. Everything is overturned and haphazardly shredded, and the fireplace is overflowing with scorched parchment. Ash lines the floor with tracks of feet and furniture, telling a story of someone rushing desperately to hide their secrets, or uncover someone else's. Uh, so as you walk in, Vera turns over to you and says, Uh, yes, this is the room we had Mako in. As you can see, it's it's still in a bit of disrepair. Once he found out the queen was coming for him, he... So I brought you here for a very specific reason, because Mr. Mako was working on some really important research, and I believe that if we're able to successfully complete his research and show it to the queen, we can prove his innocence. And with that, she's going to take her hand and she slides it down the side of the chalkboard. And the slats, one by one, start flipping upward into the top of the chalkboard. And you see an actual movable chalkboard with a bunch of writing on it. So this is a formula for what Mr. Mako was working on, called Annex. Mr. Mako had this... <laughs> and and I, I know it's going to be really hard to follow, but, but please follow along and, and just believe me for a moment. Mr. Mako had this crazy idea that diseases come from living things. These invisible small creatures are the things that make us sick and healthy. And these things in our bodies are always at war with one another. So what Mr. Mako was recruited to do was to create a gas that essentially gives the body a leg up, boosting our system while specifically telling the body what creatures to target in its attack. The idea he had was that it was easier to protect the queen by making her body stronger than to just scrub off and clean everyone who is trying to visit her. Unfortunately, the queen became convinced that this was some sort of poison, and despite my attempts to, to reassure her that he really was working on, on something great, about three days ago, she had him taken away. But I believe that if we're able to fix this, 
we can clear his name. Will you help me? Certainly. She uh, sighs a, breathes a sigh of relief. She's like, oh, that's, that's really good to know. So the thing's almost completed. The one issue with it is that it, uh, it doesn't bond. Essentially, once it goes out into the air and is exposed to whatever is inside the outside air, it basically dissipates, it disappears, and it stops being effective. This formula, and she points at the board, and you see this really ornate, big formula, super confusing. He has this formula that was almost completely finished, but it's missing uh, one component. So I thought that someone who is as great as math as you could could help me out with this situation. Well, I'll try, but math is a little bit different than science, so I'm not sure how much accounting is going to fill in this uh, gaseous panacea healing thing. I, I completely understand, but from, from what Jesse has told me multiple times, there isn't a, a better person to, to have with us right now. Hopper will look simultaneously embarrassed and pleased, <laughs> and then shrug a little bit and say, well, I will certainly do my best. Well, I, I appreciate that. The rest of you, feel free to make yourselves comfortable. And then she stops for a moment and says, this happens every time it gets covered up. And um, she takes off one of her long gloves and she starts cleaning up the chalkboard a little bit while you look at it. Because you know how like chalk dust kind of gets around a little yeah. bit? She's just cleaning that up a little bit. She took Is off she her erasing thing. anything though? No, she's not erasing anything. She's okay. just doing that. Can I like scan the formula and see if I find anything <laughs> that I like? <laughs> just Google it. Yeah. Okay, try to Google it. Okay, if I roll the dice, I get a two. So. Ari, have you ever done the thing where you take something absurdly long and put it in Google? Yes. What do you get? Uh, really random pages that are not... Yeah, or sorry, we couldn't find any results. So essentially, yes. you have one result, and it's for a pizza place, whatever the fuck that <laughs> is, somewhere in the town of Lauric, which you're like, what the fuck is Lauric? What the fuck is a pizza? So I'm gonna turn to, to Hop and be like, well, um, I believe that the answer to this problem might be similar to that thing you offered Sock earlier. It appears to be like a Kalzoon type thing. That seems to be the answer to the to the formula. This is not a Kalzoon recipe. <laughs> I've seen Kalzoon recipes and this is not a Kalzoon recipe. That would be really great though. He <laughs> says sadly to himself. <laughs> All right, I have two things to do then. First, I'm wondering if my Numenera book would give me an asset on an intellect roll to puzzle out this formula. Yeah, I would say that would give you an asset, which puts you back to neutral since all intellect tasks are one step harder for you. <laughs> I know. I know. But Shock will pull out his book and start flipping through it, looking for relevant chemical pages. They do know about microbes in the machine lands of the East. But then, as he's doing this, he's just going to, as casually as he can, say to Vera, So how do you know, Mr. Mako? Well, he does research for the Queen, and, and I work for the Queen. So that's how we were able to get acquainted. I didn't talk with him that much. He mostly kept in his study, and his wife kept us busy enough. I don't think she quite approved of his research. If that's true, though, why do you think he's innocent? Because I saw how hard he was working on it, and I saw how determined he was. And about 40 years ago... The Queen would say it was an attack from Key, our rival city to the south. But about 40 years ago, there was an army. Black storms and rains of spiders 
Through all this struggle and conflict, so many people ran away and chose to hide, and, and Mr. Mako was one of the few that, that chose to stand and, and grow and fight it. And it's hard not to respect someone like that. Okay. You said he had a wife? Oh yes, Mauve. Age has not gone so well with her. That's She's a good fighter. She's just sometimes doesn't know when to stop. I like it. <laughs> um. So Jacques and Hop, you're going to try to roll the formula? Yep. Okay, each of you give me a roll. Let's do this thing. Um, can I put a level of effort, please? Yeah. Uh, mm, that's a five. Uh, let's spend a level of effort. And get a 16. Ooh. Oh, Jacques might sell this. So Jacques, you just know the formula right away. Also, the answer, by the way, is 17. All right. Well, then Jacques will just flip to the correct page and go, ah, here it is. Right here. And just point it out in the book. And then just write in the missing bit on the chalkboard. Found it. Hopper will look a little bit dumbfounded because he's been studying this being like, all right, it's my time. Math. <laughs> and he'll be like, oh. It's all in Sir Arthur's Guide to the Newman Era. You know that thing the guys do where they like elbow each other for like a job well done? He's gonna like gently elbow Jacques a little bit and be like, hey, good job. Jacques will jump at the elbow and like skitter back a little bit. Farrah looks a little, little dumbfounded and looks back at the chalkboard to Jacques and you can tell she's real, trying real hard to hide her excitement and maintain that professional composure. Well, that was quick. Uh, she puts the glove back on her hand and then rubs her hand down the side of the chalkboard and the slats go down again. Well, I really do appreciate the help that you've given already. That's an incredible generosity of you. I'll, I'll show you to your room now. And then she's gonna walk you out of the room. That was uncomfortably easy. Just wait till we go to Mr. Mako like, oh no, it was on page 10 of this book. <laughs> God damn it! Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to the announcement break for episode 8 of Quest Friends. I am Kyle, your GM, uh, and I just got a couple of things to tell you about right now. The first is that, as always, our intro and outro songs are Friends and Hitoshio, both by Miracle of Sound. You can also find all the other songs and sound effects we use below. The second thing I wanted to mention was just to bring up that, yes, I, I know that Ari's audio sounds a little bit weird this episode, and it's going to sound a little bit weird next session. There was just some stuff up with the recording. Think of it as Ari is playing a robot, so her audio is just more robotic. Finally, got a call to action this week. Check out RPGcasts, that's with an S, dot com. It's a really cool database that catalogs a variety of role-playing podcasts, including actual plays like us, podcasts that just kind of talk about role-playing, and anything in between. Each podcast has multiple tags, so you can search things like Numenera and find Numenera podcasts. It also has specific categories for players and hosts who are women, non-binary, LGBTQ+, and or people of color, which is really freaking awesome. And I mean, if you like us, then you're probably gonna find at least one other thing you like on that website, so give it a look. All right, so since we are a week late with this episode, instead of waiting two weeks for our next episode, we're gonna have a brand new episode, episode nine of Quest Friends, coming out in a week on Monday, February 12th. See you then.
we're gonna jump back a little bit for a second. We're gonna like zoom back in time because there was actually something that happened. I just didn't want to interrupt the flow because Ellie is the only per person who didn't look at the formula. So she was the only person who was able to see this. As Vera pulled off her long glove and used it to wipe the board, on the back of Vera's hand, taking up the whole thing, Ellie saw an image that looks less like a tattoo and more like an imprint, with the lines being made by skin that just digs in deeper into the hand than the rest. This imprint that she saw was of a clock, with faint gears and cogs buried beneath two hands. There are no time markers on this clock, but if there were, the hands would be pointing to five minutes before midnight. Would there be any way I would know that that relates to something? I mean, you can give me a roll and see if it relates to something if you want to check knowledge. Yeah, I didn't roll to identify because my intellect's not very high, but I am trained in identification recall. 17. Yeah. You know, it's a symbol that you haven't seen in a long time. But there was somebody you remember very distinctly when you were a little youngin, when you were a young sprite and you were having crazy good times and having lots of boyfriends, uh, boyfriends and girlfriends and uh, romantic partners of, uh, of a non-binary nature. When you were romantically involved with whoever the fuck you felt like, there was one person who said they ran away from a gang. And they didn't give you details about the gang, but they ran away from a gang that they called the Jagged Dream. And they had an imprint of a clock on their skin that looked just like that. Alright, Vera walks you back to your room. So after all that, you walk through the hallways and Vera walks with you. And if you want to shoot the shit, you can. Otherwise, you just kind of walk. And she's, you know, constantly praising you, being like, Jesse, you really did keep good company. They're blushing and they're super excited because, you know, they're, they're, they get approval from Vera. Can Shock butt in during the walk back? Uh, yes. I thought we were setting Mr. Mako 3. We are. Well, how are we going to go about doing that? Oh, of course. Now that we've gotten the formula figured out, we need to have a proof of concept, which will take a little bit of time to get together. But I'd say probably later this evening, we'll be making a proof of concept that we can then take to the queen tomorrow and show that it is effective and that he should be set free. Obviously, you're guests of this palace. So if you want to stay, I, I can obviously pick you up later tonight and I, I can bring you to this proof of concept. We? I would like to be present in this concept of proof of yours. And I was wondering if there are individual persons that have been exposed to this gas and that have been cured of whatever disease they have, as they would be also useful to convince the queen of Mako's innocence. Well, obviously we don't have anyone to use it on. We, we aren't going to keep people against their will. Of course, but uh, if there is somebody that is has some sort of disease and this can be used for that might need it. Well, absolutely. If you know anyone that has a disease that needs to be cured, we absolutely would be feel free to use them as a proof of concept. And she points to Jacques. I just, you know, I, I'm not going to volunteer any of you for something you don't want to do. Hopper will side-eye Jacques. Misha is also going to side-eye Jacques. Why did you say we? When did I say we? Just a few moments ago. You said, where we are manufacturing it. Who is we? I thought we were doing this without the knowledge of the queen, because she would imprison or kill anyone who defied her. Vera looks very shocked for a moment, and then she kind of gives you a knowing wink and says, Well, there are some things that the queen doesn't need to know about. It would be a shame, wouldn't it, if the queen did know something? She's gonna give you a dead look. Well, things don't always work out the way they're expected to. Alright, let's keep going to your room. Uh... No, 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 no. I, I want to know what you're talking about. Why are you so... You well, I mean, I, 
Well, I mean, Farrah does have a point. You know, I've gone ad adventuring a lot, and, and one of the things Miss Mauve always says is, you know, you gotta be prepared for the unpreparable, or, or something like that. Because I, I will say, you know, when you go out, things don't go the way you want. Like, every time I use my shock boomerang, well, I, I think it's gonna hit everyone around me, but usually I just end up being the one getting hit. But that works out! Like, the one time I threw it, and it fell on me, and I shocked, but then I fell on top of the guy I was fighting. So, then he got shocked. More than me. And so I ended up getting away, because I, I was used to it by that point, but... But he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. First of all, bless you, Jesse. Uh, second of all, um, where is Miss Mav? Was she arrested too? Jesse is going to look with horror at Vera before Vera says, Oh, of course not. No, Ma Mako was the, uh, the only one, despite, again, my best efforts, he was the only one convicted of treason. Mauve's likely hanging out where she always does. Where is that? Well, she so she has a school in in the Seski district, which I I I like the Tanager one a little bit more, but Seski district is really cool. There's a lot of cool stuff there. And so she has her school there, and and that's that's where she usually spends most of her time. So you're going to keep walking, she's going to keep walking you around the hallways, and she turns over and, and opens one of the rooms that wasn't locked. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to prepare a perfect guest room in time, but this should do. And she, you step in and you see a guest room. It's basically the same. You've got the queen's painting. You've got two, you've got two beds instead of one, which is nice. You still got five people to split it with. You got a, like a couple of dressers. You've got a little table with some cards. Before Vera leaves... Before she leaves. Oh, she's going to do a lot of stuff before she leaves, so what, what do you want? <laughs> um, Shock wants to quickly do a little telepathic message to Misha and say, Misha, could you please scan Vera, see if there's anything anomalous? Oh, uh, certainly. I, I can, so I'm going to do that. Before we continue, I want you to verify. Why is Jacques suspicious of her? Verify. <laughs> and, uh... Shock has not trusted her since she first introduced this problem, because it doesn't make a lot of sense to him. Basically, this is a situation where, you know, disloyalty is very dangerous, and Vera is taking a lot of risks to help someone she doesn't know very well by her own words, uh, and is employing perfect strangers to do so. If she is really as powerful as she claims, being able to um, show the queen that the formula is harmless, she could have easily just smuggled Mako out some other way. Her story doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, and then on the walk back, she said a couple of more things that seemed weird. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to shock that just showing off this formula will prove that Mako is innocent, because that's not really exactly what the queen accused him of. Yes, poison as well, but also spying to lead an invasion in. Shock thinks she's lying. Alright, Misha, give me that scan. Alright, hang on. Definitely putting detective music behind Tom's explanation. I... And <laughs> this <laughs> final thing, and he slows down, I see her thumbprints on the murderer's glove. I have rolled an eight in my scanning abilities. What your scan has gone up is that she is definitely 100% a, a human person. being. Good. <laughs> she is quite excited to, to learn this, and it's good to tell Shock. 
facts. Yay. Yes. Um, Shock, I learned a quite important revelation uh, about <laughs> about this, this person, uh, about this lady. Oh? I have learned that this is indeed a human being and not a robot. Well, I suppose that's good news. We should still be careful, though. I think she might be lying to us. <laughs> oh, really? I was not able to detect that, but... I'm not too familiar with lies and truths of human beings or robots. <laughs> All right. I know there aren't that many beds, but I'll be sure to get you in a few hours. It shouldn't be that long to start synthesizing the substance so that we can try it out. I do have one weird request. The queen demands that every guest in her palace wear the royal garb. And she pulls out these long, like they're like the robes that are also dresses and go down your whole body. And they're all like, they're very green. They're like green screen green. So and they're really ugly. <laughs> Um, the font is in, uh, I'm going to say a reddish brown, which if you combine that with green is super ugly, but they're the queen's favorite colors. Is it Comic Sans? Yeah. God, the queen is awful. <laughs> um, question, is Vera wearing one of these? Vera is wearing an outfit similar to it. She okay. is wearing, uh, it's more like kind of, she's wearing a suit top and then more like gray pants. Okay. And she has that logo, but, and she has these long white gloves. White? Yeah, these long grayish white gloves. And these super, super big heels. So she's dressed like a professional woman. Okay. Hopper's gonna ask, everyone has to wear these? I'm sorry, the, the queen demands that, that you do. I'm gonna look at Jesse to see if this is a th true thing. Uh, Jesse's already, you can see there's <laughs> no. a kind of like wall. Cause I'm not gonna have naked people. Like a changing screen, right? Like There's like a changing screen. Yeah. Jesse is already coming out from behind it, holding their clothes neatly folded together. Hopper will go. Thank you, Jesse. You can just put that in your in your drawer and hold on to that here. Yeah, do we ever get our weapons back? No. Hopper's gonna ask Vera. He just remembered. All of our weapons are gone. All of our stuff is gone. Oh, of course. Absolutely. All of your weapons are being kept safe and sound in the same facility that we house the gifts that we give to the queen. Don't worry, we'll be able to distinguish which one are the gifts and which one are your weapons, <laughs> but that's just in the that's just the same facility in which we keep it. So they're kept safe and sound there. That being said, I, I was able to get out your things, Jesse. And she smiles at Jesse and hands him two objects. One of which is a sphere of sand. And all the sand on the inside seems to be pointing north. The second one is this shock weapon that they mentioned, which is, the taser boomerang? is a boomerang with a bunch of tasers just dac taped onto it. So you get a very clear idea about why the tasers hit Jesse. I don't like sand. It's coarse and gets everywhere. <laughs> but no, can we just take Jesse with us when we leave? This is an important question. Jesse is wonderful. So she gives it to Miss Vera. Uh, she gives it to Jesse, and Jesse's like, Wow, this is super great. Thank you so much. And Vera says, You can just. Change behind that uh, that area. There are some bags you can put your clothes in, which will keep safe and sound. And then, yeah, you'll 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 have the run of the place. Okay, Shockle, go get changed. Same for Risha. Hopper really doesn't want to, but he will. <laughs> he hates these outfits. They're terrible. Can he still wear his hat? The Queen requests conformity. Uh, fine. Ellie glares and um, pulls on the robes as well as she can over all of her <laughs> clothes. All the like bulky scarves and shawls and stuff. Just pulls them right over. 
kind of stands there. That's a good idea. I want to do that. I want to put on over my clothes. Okay. Are you two being very blatant about it? Yes. Oh, Ellie. <laughs> Hopper's probably not as aggressive as Ellie is. She's staring Vera. All right. She's so, staring Vera in the face. All right. So uh, I need both of both of you to give me a roll quick. Oh, hang on. There we go. Uh, 18. And what did you get, Emily? Four. Um, so Vera's going to turn over to you, Hop, and say, well, I, I really appreciate the hat, and your clothes are very basic and, and easy to hide, so... <laughs> you absolutely so long as i have the hat i'm absolutely fine with that unfortunately ma'am uh, i am gonna have to ask you to to do a com- completely change no that I, I no that wasn't a question ma'am neither was my answer i mean if uh, can can somebody please just convince just let her know that she has to shock gives her like a blank stare what if she just wears the rope of her clothes but takes the hat off? Would that be a good compromise? And can I use persuasion there? Yeah. Well, that's a three, so that didn't go well for me. Well, her hat and her clothes are both very bulky. So, ma'am, I'm afraid you're going to have to take off the robes. You're going to have to take off your hat. I promise you, and she holds on to the, the hat and Misha's clothes, including Misha's scarf. Oh, no, what? No. That's clothing. No, 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 no. And um, Jacques' clothes, and she she has them all in like these little Tupperware containers. And she says, I'm holding on to these very safe and sound. I'll, I'll hold on to yours. I'll make sure they're safe. Hold on to them? I thought they were put in drawers. She's getting really frustrated with you. She's like, it's semantics, Jacques. I, I, I will keep them stored. Oh, you're you're referring to Jesse. Jesse is a returning member, so they're able to keep their stuff in the room. Um, Misha's going to say, well, uh, excuse me, but it just occurs to me, as you saw by the clothing I came wearing here, that I am actually a member of uh, royalty, as the queen said recently, and therefore wouldn't that acquire me some privileges for me and my companions to keep their clothing? She raises her eyebrow and says, <laughs> I'm not so easily fooled as the queen misha shock was definitely recording that ellie rolls her eyes and starts stripping just like in the room in the middle of the room (laughs) yep oh still staring at vera and vera's staring back at you hopper's not staring at anyone (laughs) he's Distinctly looking away. Shock does not know what to look at. <laughs> he has no social norms to govern this. If anyone does catch a glimpse, quite a few of her ribs may be showing, but they're not bone. They're metal. Oh. And they're kind of bumpy, like they're like there's just kind of spikes shoved in there. You know, I wanted to get uh, to that point of popularity fun. where we had fan art. I don't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I very distinctly don't. It's already ruined. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> All right, you strip. Ellie. Put on the robe. Buck naked, puts on the robe, leaves the hat on. Give me a roll. Six. Six. This is the perfect strategy because if we just annoy Kyle long enough, he'll give in anyway. (laughs) We've spent like 20 minutes just not wanting to change. I've stripped, which means I've taken off my chair. I have to. Okay, so I'm going to say that show of nakedness and the chair (laughs) and the fact that this just feels like the right thing to do is giving you three assets to this task. And she puts the chair and the, the clothing in the bag and says, Well, I appreciate your willingness 
to compromise. <laughs> so as I said, I'll be back in a few hours. I'll get you when we're ready. As of that time, you, you have the run of the place. You'll have someone who can request food for you. Uh, you can also go into town and, and, and go ex explore Charmande. You really get to know the city. It's a good city. So thank you so much. And if you ever need anything, right outside the door is your attendant. He's not perfect, but he, he, was, he was the only person who was available. So I apologize for that. So Misha is still going to try to bargain and be like, excuse me, but is there any way that I could at least keep my scarf? You, you understand, my scarf gets pretty lonely if it is not <laughs> next to me and it needs company as much as I need it as well. Vera has already left the room. <laughs> oh no. Character motivation. Now you have a reason. Vengeance. They took my weapons and they took my scarf. I'm naked. <laughs> Sit there with a scarf. It's spark. It's like ripped just a little bit, and you're like crying on the ground yes. with it in your arms. I imagine Misha saying it. Rachel. Yes. <laughs> okay. She walks out the room, and the door is closed. And you got the place to yourself. What are you gonna do? All right. Well. So before we do anything, since I solved that formula, do I actually like have any idea of what it does from my own scientific knowledge? That was a really good roll. So I would say you know for certain that it is a gaseous substance. It gives the body specific small cells. It's like a giant antibody. Potentially. It boosts the body's defenses and it gives them specific instructions on what to attack. But I couldn't tell exactly which cells. Or is it just so interchangeable that it could be targeted against any cells? No. The idea is that, like, it would target, you know, all bacteria. Or it would target, you know, all suspend my viruses. <laughs> I know. It's Science not magic. Sci-fi. Uh, it's magic. I don't know how to get something to target specific, you know, viruses. So it just attacks all the bad ones. And it attacks all bad bacteria. That's the idea okay. that's presented. The part of the formula that you were fixing was the part that was the actual, like, sustainability and, like, keeping it together when it was released into the atmosphere. So that was the part you were focused on. Okay. Out of character, we've definitely, I should say, I have definitely helped create a bioweapon. So we need to fix that. Absolutely. In character, Shock isn't certain yet, but he has a feeling. Hopper wants to ask Jacques, do you think that formula thing will actually work? I don't know exactly, because I am not certain we are being, and he'll like just sort of glance at, at Jesse. I don't know if Miss Vera actually wants to save Mr. Mako or not, or if she just wanted the formula for herself. What, what are you talking about? Miss Vera's super trustworthy. She's been super nice every time I've come in here. Maybe so, but her story doesn't seem to add up. I know that we asked Vera this, and she implied she didn't know Mr. Mako very well, but is that true? How close was she and Mr. Mako? I mean, I've been gone for a couple years, I don't know, but something Miss Mob always said is that Mr. Mako doesn't make friends easily, but when he makes friends, they're best friends. If Mr. Mako has a friend in Vera, then he, he has a really good friend. And yeah, there, there isn't someone I'd rather have on my side. Well, except for, for, for you and Miss Lorraine, of course. Uh -huh. <laughs> Pepper will smile at the mention of his name and then frown at the mention of Miss Lorraine's name. I think maybe there are two things we should do with our time. We need to find this Miss Mauve and learn the truth. And I think some of us should also explore the palace and try to find clues. Misha is going to volunteer to explore the palace because Misha wants their scarf back. Oh, I know. If I go with the other group, we can stay in contact. And that way we'll know if something bad happens to one of the other groups. 
that sounds like a very logical idea. So okay, agree with it. Uh, Hopper would like to explore the palace, unless Ellie really wants to. He'll go anywhere. So Shock and Ellie go to find Miss Mauve, while Hopper and Misha explore the palace for clues. That works because that's the opposite pairing we had at the bar in um, Turing Town. It is yeah. perfect. It's also uh, probably not a good idea to leave Ellie in the palace. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. Wait, you guys are going to go see Miss Mauve? Could you lead us to her, Jesse? We don't know where the school is. Jesse's really excited at that. Of course, I, I, I can lead the way. Jesse opens the door to, to head out. And as they do, you see in the doorway the person who's supposed to be assisting you, dressed in really nice royal garb and sporting a very large mustache and a very large frown. And he says, Ugh, you again.